Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. Does it sound cool if I say it like that? Wow, what a night last night with election night. And as always on the Danny Palmer Show, we're going to walk through we're going to walk through it race by race, every house seat, all 435 or something, all the Senate. We're just going to, this is going to be probably a six hour podcast. Um, just really want to dive. Just kidding. I don't give a fuck. No, I care. But like, dude, nobody's t- tuning into this podcast to hear Danny talk about fucking poli- Dude, nobody cares. Also, it's like everybody gets so excited about the election like oh everything's gonna be so crazy and different and then it's like it's kind of the same just slightly different in a slightly different way like dude can everybody just fucking chill welcome to the vainly titled danny palmer show (laughs) wow what a in-depth political take you have there palmer really really hard-hitting you're you really have have rallied the country around your little stoner vibe cool danny cool dude did you you know, I, I like Halloween. I, it's fun, but like, I hate when people dress up in these like niche outfits. Like, I talked to this girl, like, God love her, but she was like some character from the Royal Ten. It's like, dude, what? I don't know what that is. Did I already talk about that last week? I don't know. All right, sorry. I'll skip that one. Just pretend like that didn't happen. I sent my dad uh, a couple of videos. My dad's been a guest on the podcast uh, before. Um, I sent him a couple like videos. The first one was like, he likes nature stuff. You know, my parents are like super into nature. Like I don't even green goddamn about nature. You know what I mean? Like deer, whatever. They're just fucking vermin. What I got like, you guys be still. So the deer doesn't run away. You mean one of the trillions of deer on the planet? Like, can we just go watch TV or something? This is awful. <laughs> but I sent my dad a video of this like alligator, not alligator, crocodile eating a pig, which was pretty terrifying. And then I sent him, I don't know if you've seen this, at a uh, Miami Hurricanes game. I think it was last year. There was a cat that somehow got into the stadium, and it was like dangling from this balcony, fell to the level below, and people caught it in an American flag. My dad was like, you know, I really like the cat video a lot more than the, the pig massacre in the first video. Is that content? That's technically content. My friend Kyle, I want her to be on this podcast, but she won't do it. But apparently she listened to my podcast walking around. And at first she said something that I thought was kind of nice. She said, I listen to your podcast. And she put like a laugh emoji. And she was like, so unhinged. I'm like, all right, that's fun. You know, crazy. It's a crazy, fun podcast. And then she revised unhinged to say scattered. Okay, that seems less complimentary. You know, unhinged may, you know, it's like, oh, these are, it's a crazy podcast host. Scattered makes it seem like I don't have my fucking shit together. You know what, Kyle? You don't have your shit together. Okay. Why don't you go walk around your little Texas neighborhood with your fucking dog? Is that an insult? I guess that's not just, that's just like a normal thing that people do. All right, fine. I'll work on my insults. I thought this was fun. I was walking around New York. I think this was in Brooklyn, maybe. Who cares, Danny? Some some place in New York. And they had a, uh, you know, there's like local shops. They'll use the name of a big, like a global company or a larger company. And they'll just do copyright infringement. So this they this place called themselves Five Guys Burger. And then you could tell that they got in trouble. So they put five guy, <laughs> five guy burger. They put GUI over the GUIS. Like I, if I was five guys burgers, general counsel, I'm not sure that that would appease me. <laughs> oh, okay, dude. I can obviously see through the guy to the guys. Uh, like you're still fucking infringing. But you know what? I think five guys burger can handle that little shop. Like just be nice to them. You guys, they're a small business. Remember uh, during the pandemic when all these restaurants are closing down and then it made me think back to like when everybody was like 
these like restaurant critics and Yelp reviews were just super critical, like just scathingly brutal towards restaurants about their meals and stuff. And it's like, oh, so the small businesses that went under, you want to go back and and take a look at that that mean, cruel, biting review that you did two years ago, you fucking prick? Why don't you go buy some takeout from them to keep them afloat, okay? Why don't you open a restaurant, Mr. Yelp reviewer? Are you making fun of Yelp reviewers? Is this really going to resonate in the heartland? (laughs) What? That was my girlfriend. Sometimes She's been nicer to me lately, you know? She's... It's because I love you, baby. I want the best for you and for us. <laughs> just thinking about like some girl that like if I was going to start dating a girl and she listened to this podcast, she'd be like, you know what? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if this is for me. When I was in high school, I drank a 12 pack of Mountain Dew on a boat and it was pretty awesome. I mean, that's really the end of the story. But like, I just remember thinking, wow, this is cool. That's like my favorite thing about youth is like you can just drink a 12 pack of Mountain Dew on a boat and then like there's really no repercussions from it, you know? I mean, I don't know. Maybe you're just like too wired for like 45 minutes. <laughs> so what? You wake up the next day, you're fucking golden. It's sick. It's sick, dude. I was walking around uh, the Lower East Side on last Thursday night, and I overheard this like group of people walking down the street. And this one girl in their group goes, um, "It's she goes, if we don't get Coke, I don't want to go out. <laughs> And I just kind of turned and looked at her and I was like, I agree. And she was like, thank you. <laughs> if we don't get Coke, I don't want to go out. <laughs> Brutal honesty, kids. That's what you come to the Danny Palmer show for. Brutal street overheard Coke honesty conversations. Not, Johnson is up over Barnes in Wisconsin. It's a real nail biter. All right, did. I started to read this article. I didn't finish it. Like, it doesn't matter if I finish the article or not, as long as the content that I'm presenting in the pod is entertaining from the article, <laughs> technically speaking. And it was about uh, the founding fathers and, like, their little, like, uh, feuds with each other. And I, this this one paragraph I thought was pretty pretty amazing, talking about how they spoke to each other. The language could be rich and brutal. The most peevish John Adams naturally proved the most quotable. He found Ben Franklin's life, quote, one continued insult to good manners and decency. End of the quote. He called Hamilton a bastard brat of a scotch peddler three times in three different letters over 10 years. He deemed George Washington illiterate, unlearned, unread for his station. Yee, that's not nice at all. Thomas Paine was to his mind, quote, a mongrel between pig and puppy Begotten by a wild boar on a bitch wolf. <laughs> what? Where are are boars fucking wolves? <laughs> there was ample reason Jefferson should compare John Adams, with whom he ultimately reconciled a decade before their deaths, to a poisonous weed. <laughs> That's kind of sick. I mean, people say our politics are polarized today, but I mean, I I think we've got a road like a road to go before we get to that level. You fucking poisonous weed. I think I'm going to call this episode One Continued Insult to Good Manners and Decency. That's a pretty great insult. Um, Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So anyway, tonight, I'll tell you one little story. I'll give you a few inspiring quotes. We'll fucking call it. It's like 12. Dude, I'm I'm sorry, dude. It's 1234 a.m. The reason I'm recording. And and it's a 1234 a.m. on the day that this podcast is being released. Like, this is fresh fucking content. Okay. Like, I can tell you exactly 
how badly Hobbs is beating Lake in Arizona for governor at this hour. 56.4 to 43.5. That's fresh content, okay? If you're listening to a podcast tonight and it was recorded on Tuesday or Monday, not as fresh as this. This is as fresh as the morning fucking do, kid. <laughs> um, this is one of my favorite quotes. So I, I have this long quote. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. I was going to tell you about the what I did tonight. So my friend Tori Piskin, she's a great comic. She uh, had a kind of a one-woman show in the New York Comedy Festival, and it was at Brooklyn Comedy Club in Williamsburg. So I reluctantly trudged across the fucking East River over into BK for my homegirl Tori. And uh, she did this kind of show about her life and her sister, and it was great. You know, she had all these like pictures up behind her um, of like her childhood and her life and stories that she referenced. Like Tony Soprano was one of the pictures because she talked about him during the show. Like one of the pictures like lit up at one point when she was referencing her sister. I'm like, dude, what am I doing? I've got my little fucking joke notebook. <laughs> I'm like crossing out ideas. And then just doing like nine jokes in a row and then being like, okay, that's it for me. Thanks, you guys. Meanwhile, Tori's got like a fully fledged out uh, kind of one woman show about her life. I just feel like, you know, Dana, you've got some work to do. No, it doesn't, it's not even about me. It's about her. I'm just very impressed with comics that are funny and they have a very strong work ethic and they just work on art and they make it great and they put a lot of effort into it, you know, because it's I mean, if you succeed in the corporate world, like that's great. And I obviously respect it. But like that's a structure, right? It's a structured environment. You can succeed in high school. You succeed in college. You 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 study for your fucking med school degree. Those are all noble pursuits and difficult. But like with art, you're just making it yourself. And to have that self, um, self driven motivation to create something, I think that's kind of a different level of motivation, a different level of like kind of grit and and focus. Anyways, that's the end of that story. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, this is how this is one of my quotes. I have a long quote list that I use. Like sometimes I'll smoke a little weed on the weekends. It's legal in New York. It's okay to say that. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Um, and I read my quote list. I listen to music. And so this is, uh, I guess, li- some CEO of Progressive Insurance. I don't know. This is from a quote that I like snippeted back in the day. And I don't have all the context, but the context doesn't fucking matter. Just listen to the words. Why, why are you so angry towards your audience? They're the only ones listening. You need to be nice to them. Um, Progressive and Mr. Lewis illustrate how 10 timers, this is like the concept of this article, like 10 timers, 10 timers shine when clobbered by setbacks and misfortune, turning bad luck into good results. And I think 10 timers is like, ah, oh, fuck, I forget what it is. But just just think about these terms as or these concepts as as motivation. They use difficulty as a catalyst to deepen purpose, recommit to values, increase discipline, respond with creativity, and heighten productive paranoia, translating fear into extensive preparation and calm, clear-headed action. Resilience, not luck, is the signature of greatness. That was from a Jim Collins essay. I think he wrote that good to great book that everybody was all up in each other's dick about like 15 years ago about remember when jack welch oh jack welch is like this fucking legendary dude and i feel like he fell off i mean maybe it's because he died but i feel like people don't respect him now like they did back in the day any fucking who okay some more like personal quote um from my favorite farnham street blog quoting this woman Lori desheny again i don't do the full research on these quotes just think about the quote itself she's talking about moving forward 
Even if you've made choices you wouldn't make based on what you know now, you don't deserve to feel inadequate, ashamed, unworthy, or inferior to anyone else. You don't deserve the anguish of beating yourself of beating yourself up over the past or the insatiable emptiness that comes from believing you're fundamentally lacking. No matter where you've been, you deserve the opportunity to go where you're going, less burdened by your own mind. I kind of love that, you know, because you can just think back on, oh, I made X mistake and when I was in fucking middle school or, you know, even some relationship like two years ago, you're like, oh, well, maybe if I had done that right and I'd be happier today, I wouldn't have lost that person. It's like, be that as it may, you, can't, you don't want to spend spend all that negative angsty energy in your head. Like it's time to move forward. You know, there's another quote I found about like, uh, every day is a new 24, new 24, every single day, no matter what happened in the past, fuck that. This is your new 24. Let's focus on that moving forward. So that's sick. Also, remember that fucking, uh, stampede in South Korea. Is that the right term? When all those, um, people in the tourist district on Halloween, like 140 people died, really tragic situation. Um, I read this article about like how to survive if you're in a situation like that. And I thought this was kind of interesting. He said, if you fall down and you're in a large group and you can't escape, lie on your side. You want to stay on your feet ideally, but if you do fall down, try to lie on your left side to protect your heart and lungs. If you're on your stomach or back and people fall on top of you, there's a risk that your chest could compress. I mean, that's like the kind of thing that I would just never like put together in my own head. What? On your left side? Does that mean your heart and your lungs are on the left side of your body or on the right side of your body? I don't know. <laughs> don't know. No idea. Um, here's a little workout advice. If a morning workout feels particularly daunting on a dreary day, Jennifer Jacobs, some sort of person, recommends <laughs> psyching yourself up with something she calls the morning bounce. Put on a song, anything that makes you want to move, and lightly bounce on the balls of your feet for the whole thing said Miss Jacobs. Oh, she's a Miami-based personal trainer and the founder of fitness program Job One. You can be barefoot. You can be in your pajamas. Just start the day with some movement and see how you feel from there. That's kind of cool. I want to do that. I'm going to start doing the morning bounce. But I think my downstairs neighbor will really hate my guts. Dude, my fucking... On Monday morning, I wake up and apparently my dishwasher was leaking into my neighbor's uh, apartment below. I know that's super boring, but like, it just sucks when your Monday morning starts with like, a problem. <laughs> you know? Danny, I'm going to delete that. Was that fucking even worth listening to? I apologize. This is ridiculous. Danny, just, it's time to shut down the podcast. Just kidding. October was my best month of all time. Okay. 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 All right. I'm going to read two quotes about relationships and then we're going to call it a fucking June. I got the midterms are over, dude. Enough of that. Let's just focus on, focus on like sports and like partying now. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay, this is talking about marriage and how things shift over time. This is, I'm quoting from this article. To be fair, it's difficult to have a consistently equal partnership in marriage. Roles shift, says the author, who I didn't capture. Um, when I was engaged, a friend who'd been married for a while told me something his father had told him. I've since repeated variations of it many times myself. Imagine, he said, all the things that could undergo unforeseeable drastic changes during your marriage, such as serious illness, incapacitation, unemployment, financial ruin, the death of loved ones, the death of children, infidelities, and more. No matter how wonderful it all seems right now, some or all of those issues are going to arise. There's no way around it. Nothing stays the same. 
So it's like, fuck, man, you better be fucking careful who you pick because it's not just about the fucking happy times, the fucking wedding reception, doing blow with your uncle in the bathroom. Shit's going to hit the fucking fan later, kid. Be prepared. <laughs> All right. Um, and then this is a quote about forgiveness from uh, the Marginalian blog. I also love that one. To forgive is to assume a larger identity than the person who was first hurt. To forgive is to assume a larger identity than the person who was first hurt. Oh, because you got hurt, right. Poet and philosopher David White wrote in his Reckoning with the Depths of Life, forgiving Hannah Arendt offered a generation earlier and her splendid antidote to the irreversibility of life is the only reaction which does not merely react but acts anew and unexpectedly, forgiveness she's talking about, unconditioned by the act which provoked it and therefore freeing from its consequences both the one who forgives and the one who is forgiven. That's kind of crazy. Let me just skip the part where we talk about Hannah. Forgiving is the only reaction which doesn't merely react but acts anew. It's a reaction that acts anew. That's fucking sick. Anew and unexpectedly. Unconditioned by the act which provoked it. Unconditioned by the act. Okay. And therefore, freeing from its consequences, both the one who forgives and the one who is forgiven. So whatever the bad thing was that occurred, you can move past it, essentially. You don't have to be bound by that pain of doing something wrong or being wronged. You can choose to act anew. And that's kind of sick. That's kind of a cool idea going into the holidays, you know, where he's like, oh, fucking, I have ex-family resentment, dude. It's like, but dude, you can do a new act today. It's a new 24, new 24, kid. That's my new theme. Okay, that's it. 18 minutes in. That, I feel like that's a sufficient amount of content, you know? 12.46 a.m. My neighbors probably are just really have some questions about what's going on over here. <laughs> Is this guy running a radio station? <laughs> uh, follow me on Instagram if you want to, Danny Palmer NYC. I guess you're supposed to say, listen, rate, subscribe to the podcast, give me five stars, tell your friends about it, fucking send me a fucking DM on Insta and be like, yeah, let's party. Uh, I read this article. It's like, you should ask your listeners where they listen to your podcast. And then I'm like, oh, good idea. I'm going to be a marketing guru. And I'm like, nah, fuck that. I get where you listen. It's fucking Apple Podcasts or Spotify for the most part. You know, who cares? Deezer. All right, relax, Danny. Why are you telling yourself to relax? You know what, honey? This podcast is over, okay? Go fucking hurricanes. Thanks for listening, you fucking...